I always want to go. Right. That'll be the beginning. <laughs> but yeah, I got the wedding invite. And you know what? Fuck it. I'm coming. I Hell know I yeah. put on the RSVP. Uh, not sure. But hey, March 1st is coming up. And I still don't know what's going to be happening at that point in happening time. In... So I'm going to at least have something to like orbit my stuff around. Something to to look forward to in this world of chaos. I mean, it, it probably would be most helpful if I just moved out there because I then I have wow. another wed. I have another wedding LA? in Arizona. Ah. I have to go to what part of uh, Arizona? Phoenix, I believe. Okay, that's where my brother lives. Uh. It's Which just weird cause all part of my play. Get you here. I don't know why they're doing it in Phoenix. I'm very confused. They don't live in Phoenix. His family's from Tucson, not Phoenix. Did they move? I mean, it has been a few years since college, so I don't know. When, is, yeah, when is that I wedding? Got... July. Okay. I think like almost exactly a month away from like when yours is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'll either be in LA at that time. I've been looking. I've been apl- I've applied to several places. Hey. I've been looking at some like like studio apartments. Uh, I loved I've, the hype I've, when you tweeted about just moving to LA, and there was like a whole chain of people saying, "Yes, let's do it." We're just, well, yeah, we're like just gonna get all of honestly. Lord if of the I'll have if here. I have like wool and olive backing me up, I'll be so much more confident. But yeah, like at this point, I'm getting to be like, "Fuck it." Just have and a little course, Hobbit apartment. Oh, a little Hobbit apartment cost me an arm and a leg. <laughs> we walked into a Phil's by our house recently, and they had like a pride flag and like all these cute snapshots of the baristas. And we sent it. We sent it to Diz. Oh, Diz. Diz. Yes, Diz. Um, and we were like, hey, we found you a new job. They're hiring. <laughs> and then I was talking to Wool, too, and they were like, oh, yeah, I think I'd want to, I'd want to, like, I would love to live in L.A. for a little bit. And I was like, yes, yes, all of you. Yes. It's like, I'm, I, I hell, like, it, I'm fucking might as well. But also, like, with, uh, like, seeing a coffee shop and immediately thinking of Diz is like, uh. It was like a joke where it's like, uh, man, being gay in this economy is hard. I mean, there can only be so many coffee shops and Panera Breads you can work <laughs> at. Why is, why is that just where we're attracted to? I don't. I guess it's like I love Panera too. <laughs> oh, Panera Bread is okay. I will sell my mother for. Like broccoli and cheddar soup. Oh my god! Oh, that soup is so good. It's I always get the broccoli and cheddar. I've never got. I've never been brave enough to get a bread bowl. I think I'd have to be with other people to get a bread bowl as like a joke or insanely drunk. I have not gotten a bread bowl just because I can't eat all that bread. So it seems like a waste of a bread bowl. (laughs) I mean, if you can't eat it, don't get it. The bread bowls at Disneyland, though. Hmm. Like, I've never been a. I've never mm, been. To okay, any that park. is stop one when you move here. <laughs> my my father will disown me upon finding out I've been to a Disney park. Why? Well, that was his big thing. I okay. Growing up with two parents who are educators, mm-hmm. they don't make a lot of money, mm. and, and they I should lived, make more money. I live. They should. And I lived in an area where, like, all the kids, like, I went to like a private Christian school. And the only way we really afforded it was because both my parents worked at it, and I got like a discount. Oh, yeah. But like everyone else in my class, they're like, "Yeah, I have like all the cable channels, and I uh, we went to like Disney World last year, and then we're going to Disneyland another year." And of course, me with our like basic cable package, like we had PBS. That's what I had. I had PBS. You thrived off PBS. And I thrived off PBS, honestly. It made me the man I am today. <laughs> um, but, like, I would go to my parents and I would complain that Aww, they never took me. I bet. I, that we didn't have real cable, that they never took me to Disney yeah. World. And my dad just sat me down and went, look, <laughs> I don't make that much money. Oh. And also, we can just go to Cedar Point. They have even more rides in Disneyland, and oh. they don't murder your wallet. 
So we went to we would we would like go to the Cedar Point. Is that like the Illinois version, like it's theme park Ohio. to go to? Okay. It's in Sandusky, Ohio, on Lake Erie. Uh, mm. I, I'm always shocked when people outside the Midwest don't know what Cedar Point is. I don't. Is. I've never I'm heard like, of Cedar oh, Point. You don't know what Cedar. <laughs> yeah, it's all like so many different roller coasters and stuff. Uh, they kind of ha- like have Disney has like the Disney properties as like their mm-hmm. mascots and stuff. They have the Peanuts characters. Oh, okay. Uh, like Snoopy and yeah. Charlie Brown and that. So like yeah. uh, we have that at Knott's Berry Farm. Have you heard of Knott's Berry yeah. Farm? I, I don't know what Knott's Berry Farm <laughs> is. It's also where Snoopy lives. <laughs> I I'm honestly I think the Peanuts characters like they make bank wherever they go. Down didn't was it. Do they do that at Six Flags too? At like the Six Flags all around the U.S. Six Flags is uh, what's uh not DC Comics? Those are the characters there. Really? So it's like Superman, Justice League, Joaquin Phoenix, the Joker. Yeah, they have. Oh no, they have a ride called the Riddler. The Riddler. Mm-hmm. Okay, so one of the more like less scary. Batman villain. This is the guy in a green spandex suit, which could be scary in some circumstances. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's always like those like little known characters that they throw in. Also, with Six Flags, you remember the old Six Flags commercial with the old man on oh, the yeah. bus and gets off the bus and then he does like Wow, you just like took a memory from the very back hidden part of my brain. Oh, that's like. That's young me uh, watching uh, like ABC Kids in the morning because that was the only way I could watch uh, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Oh. Uh, That's so Raven. Yes. Um, Recess. It was on Saturdays. Uh, it was on Saturday mornings, and you watch Saturday ABC Kids cartoons. And like up until noon, you were watching those. Are we aging ourselves? Was this what it feels like to be? older we it's this is not age we are still in our people 20s know what cable story. is we are still i mean we i had dial up we had dial up so which is also why i was oh. so shocked that you're gen z because you're right on the cusp right because everything you're saying i'm right i'm 97 i'm 97 and like the switch over okay. is like 96 to 97 is the official like switch over you're living the best of both young worlds. millennials to uh elder gen z and, and it's also the fact that my parents were late adapters of everything mm. like i think i've said it before we didn't have our own internet until i was in high school like i had to leech off our neighbors across the street because their wi-fi signal just barely reached us so i would like be at the coffee table in our front room like really close to the <laughs> window to get a good signal but uh, it was somehow good enough for me to watch youtube videos on i love so. it i love it yeah, you gotta make do. Man, I feel like I haven't talked to you in a while, Paul. Because you like, haven't. Like, it probably hasn't like, been, like, that long, but it feels like it's, it's been... It's been, like, two weeks or so. And it's usually weekly. Yeah, it's usually... Well, it was a lot more frequently this past month with all these fucking releases and oh, us having to do why. all the Rings of Power that's why. podcasts. Ugh. Amazon Studios is just tiring us out. Yeah, they're not uh they're not holding back. <laughs> Which all those bonus podcasts is a good time to mention. Uh we are going to record an actual special bonus, uh, private only for our patrons. And we're attempting a video podcast. We'll see how this goes. So yes. if you're a patron, uh, you're gonna so get all the goodies. Uh if you're a patron and the video recording works, uh <laughs> then you'll be seeing this. If it doesn't work, uh, Use your imagination. I'll, I'll I'll edit this part out, and no one will ever know. Um, if you are uh also if you are a, a patron for the five and five dollar and up, is it five dollars? Five. Yeah, we have a one ninety nine and a five dollar, five dollar foot long. Five dollar. Uh, if you are part of the five dollar tier, uh, every month you are going to be getting a bonus little episode of uh just me and tori shooting the shit much like we are now uh <laughs> just with, more uh, than you asked for with very vague uh uh topics to kind of keep us a little bit wrangled in um our i don't know what should what should our first one be? do you have an idea for the first one there's so many things we could talk about <laughs> i was i was gonna say cryptids 
Uh, you gotta tell. Can, oh, can you tell your Sasquatch story? The one you told us I, in the no, drive. No, you gotta home. know me. You gotta know me for me to tell you my fucking okay. Sasquatch. Story. We'll work our you way have there. To, like, <laughs> it was such like, a good yeah, story. Like, and you're just such a good storyteller. Like I was getting heebie-jeebies when you were telling it on our way back, and I was like, thank God we have people staying with us because they can protect me from this. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm just like number fifteen. <laughs> Burger King foot lettuce. <laughs> you might not want to uh, check your Burger King hamburger. We're back. Back to the foot lettuce. Okay, whenever it, someone says, ooh, you're so good at telling spooky stories, <laughs> for some reason I always think of that guy's fucking voice because he did like uh, scary top ten lists on YouTube for so long. But yeah, um, we'll be recording that very soon. We won't be able to get uh, it out by the end of February. Because February However, is a short month. February I'm blaming it on sucks, February. Man. I gotta pay my rent already next week. Blaming it on I already February got, and I not our schedules. Fucking, <laughs> I, I'm, I only got two paychecks this month. Uh, God sucks, but um, uh, but we will get it out at the beginning of March, and then from that point on, uh, for everyone who is five dollar tier and up, you'll be getting the bonus episode at the end of every month. Uh, hopefully we can start doing even more stuff uh, as time goes on, as we kind of sort things out, as maybe I move to L.A. and we mm. can do more in-person mm. stuff. Who knows? The chaos will just be tripled. It'll skyrocket. Check it out. I'm going to chug this Baja Blast I mixed with fucking, I don't know, uh, like moonshine. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break onto the grounds of the Hollywood sign and try to climb it. Oh, my God. To the FBI agents, you heard none of that. <laughs> oh, they know I'm too cowardly to do anything. They're probably like, he's probably not even moving to LA. Did you find the alcoholic Baja Blast? Okay, it's not available in Illinois. It's only available in Iowa, Tennessee, how far, and Florida. How far is the closest state from you? <laughs> Iowa's only two hours away. Oh, okay. Technically, Illinois borders Iowa and Tennessee. So you could do a just adventure trip. In theory, yes. To get an alcoholic Baja Blast. I could, I might, I could, like, I thought about doing it this Saturday, but I don't know what all I'm doing with uh, my friends. Yeah, you should just grab a couple friends and say, we're going on a trip in our favorite we're rocket going ship. going on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know that yeah. reference? There. Uh, yeah. We Do I know sky. this epic bop? My little I'm sister would watch Little Einsteins all the fucking time. Like, that was her... That was her thing. It's a quality show. It is a quality My show. My nephews would watch it, and yes, I would just dance to the theme song every time. Really good. It's, a, again, a good theme song. Did you hear know? that remix that was going on TikTok? Uh, no, oh. but I, I I have like heard a remix of it. It's probably the same remix. I'll send it to you. All right. Well, this is very important. Uh, yeah, so I think that's enough dilly-dallying. <laughs> we can get into today's chapter. It's a short chapter, so... It's, it's, it's good chapter. to have a little, a little short chapter, buffer. short month, you know, <laughs> and hell, we gave you guys a bunch of content this month, so I don't want to hear any fucking complaints. Uh, uh, okay. Three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of The Silly Marillion, where I, Paul, a lifelong fan and lover of Tolkien, introduce my friend Tori to all things Tolkien. We started with The Silly Marillion, and now we are on Tolkien's The Hobbit, a lovely little book. Man, I love your edition so much more than mine. Well, mine's all right. Mine's very small. Mine's like yours is the one edition. I knew growing up. Mine's the mine's the travel edition. Mine's the I stick it in my uh stick it in your pocket on the plane. My rucksack. Oh man, I don't have pockets big. This is like this is too big for my pockets. Maybe I need to get baggier pants. I don't know. Cargo shorts. Cargo shorts. Oh my god, so many pockets on those. <laughs> 
Okay, does Steph own cargo shorts? Because I feel like they're a cargo short person. They do not, and they might be offended you said that. And I'm going to happily bring it up. (laughs) Okay, well, first off, first off, I'm going to need... If they get mad, I'm going to defend myself and be like, okay, but I feel like... In a given moment, they have they could have so much shit in those pockets. Like, it was great because Steph discovered that Old Navy has a gender neutral clothing line, and mm. they're basically just like regular pants, but with actual size pockets. Because you know, female pants do not have pockets. Oh, like they're this, they're this big. Yeah, if they even have them. <laughs> so Steph wears those now and gets to carry all my shit because their pockets actually <laughs> On, <laughs> are okay. deep enough. Okay. Oh god, Steph's gonna murder me for this. <laughs> it's okay, I she doesn't listen to this see... podcast. I Just kidding. <laughs> he listens sometimes now. Sometimes. Well, maybe this will be the one he doesn't listen to. <laughs> um, wink. Don't tell him. I'm not gonna say anything and just see if they bring it up. <laughs> okay, I could totally see Steph dressing like a dad with Hawaiian shirt, cargo pants, Socks and then sandals. I have a picture of Steph wearing exactly that. So you are okay. so correct. Okay, um, I am. I am valid. I but am it was, fucking. It was for a bit, but it was exactly that outfit. Okay. But it was. But I feel like they would fit it really yeah. well. Yeah. Like it's okay. like haha a bit, but also but, if I just saw you excited. walking down. Yeah. Yeah, it like let's be in dad look. <laughs> let's be real. Anyway, uh, Tolkien. <laughs> hi, Paul. Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, thank you, Tori. As the uh, listeners so were stop. here, we haven't. It's been a while since we caught up, so the chaos uh, is strong. It's like I miss you at times. Uh, um, but uh, also, you guys stop saying thanks for having me on because <laughs> literally, you do half the work. You are our fucking like it's just outreach. Part, it's just part of the. Bit. You're in charge just... of our media. <laughs> It's just all a part of the bit. It <laughs> Every is bit, week. Yes. Thank you, Paul, for having me. I slave me. over this hot stove of a podcast. As if I'm new here. It's just an excuse for if I forget names or something, I could just throw it back to, oh, I'm new here. <laughs> she doesn't even go here. She doesn't even go here. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yes. what chapter is this? Chapter... Uh, we are now on chapter uh, four. Four. Overhill and Underhill. Mm-hmm. In which, uh, in our last chapter, we uh, covered Bilbo and the dwarves running into the trolls. Uh, kind of their first get- foes they ran into. Yeah, their first little uh, adventure, I would say. Bilbo's first little taste of danger. Uh, Poor Bilbo. Which is the equivalent of three giant homeless men <laughs> looking to just eat something. Um, yeah, what was it? But- William, Tom, and... And Bert, I believe. Bert. <laughs> and Bert. Uh, and then the next uh, chapter... The most, the most made-up-on-the-spot names that Tolkien has had to make up. His son was like, like oh, what were the trolls' names? It's just like a and d campaign. When someone asks the name of an NPC, you didn't. I would have loved to see Tolkien try to run a and d campaign. I would love to see He's, he's probably man. like the original Matthew Mercer. Like, with... Oh, With more lore know. than you need. I think Matthew Mercer has a bit more charisma than Tolkien does. I'll say Tolkien has a bit more literary creativity than Matthew mm-hmm. Mercer, but I feel like Matthew Mercer has like boatloads more charisma than uh, Tolkien. Have you ever watched videos of Tolkien talking? Of like him giving interviews? No, and stuff? actually. I've he has only a very charming like grandpa way of talking. The, where he, the like, very rambles. first time I heard his voice was him singing the the plates and yes, crack the plates song. Yeah, I heard that. That is the very first time I've ever heard his voice. Yeah, uh, listening to him give interviews, like he constantly kind of like stumbles over himself, but he's very dedicated to oh. it. And one of my favorite things is a video of him like giving an example of like how he writes Elvish. And as he's Ooh. writing, he's like, oops, I made a mistake there. And it's like, no one could tell. You're the only person who would know if you made a mistake so because it's a language you made. Yeah, he just made, he's like, oops, made a little mistake there. And then he like, <laughs> kind of adjusts. Uh, he he, he comes off as just a very sweet grandpa. Yes. Because it, this, like, a lot of these were filmed like in the 70s when he was getting toward the end of his life yeah 
uh just a, just an old man well he had great stories stories and storyteller vibes for a grandpa he sounds like he'd be the best grandpa stories that live on down through the generations truly such as this one that we're reading <laughs> uh but yes after the trolls uh incident the next stop is rivendell where they spend some time with elrond yeah. Who tells them, oh, check it out, moon letters. Let me yes, show you about these so moon cool. letters. And it these was very uh, specific letters. the last home, homely house, is that what it was called? Yep, the last homely house east, yes. of, east of the sea, I believe they call it. It felt like such a vibe, and I just fell more in love with elves. Mm-hmm. Just I'm just furthering into my elf um, other... Your elf obsession? Yeah. <laughs> Aaron despises this aspect of you, because Aaron Sorry, is very anti-elf, and they're like, "Ah, oh, I can't rain on Tori's parade. She's so sweet. I can't do it. I can't ruin I just her time with the elves." I hype it up so elves. much that they can't, they can't burst my bubble. What is Aaron's Look, obsession besides Boromir? Aaron's obsession: Gondor, uh, mm. mostly Gondor. Okay. Anything human related and yeah. Tolkien really like they're a big fan of, except the Rangers with Aragorn. Oh. They don't like them. Oh, just the main human. <laughs> okay. The fact that you call them the main human. Oh Aaron's no, Aaron, don't listen. Fit if they listen to this. Aaron, plug your ears. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, I'm slagging off Aaron. Uh, yes, um, but yeah, I'm glad you're getting with the elves because okay well it's it's a good balance we have some hobby and folk, you know what i'm glad it, it's i'm glad it's become your aesthetic uh because it's now you have your profile picture as an elf i am just elf tory tory elf. elf tory i'm gonna dress up as an elf for run fair did i tell you that no yeah get ready oh, now i have now i have to move to la so i can go to ren fair with you guys mm-hmm Oh gosh! All the things. Anyway. <laughs> also, did you know that there is an elf character in this in the last two Hobbit films called Toriel? Wait, that's an actual character. Yeah. No. Tor- Toriel. Yeah, no. it's T A U R I E L. Toriel. Ah. Because when People I first saw Toriello, <laughs> yeah, Toriello, I'm like, oh. So I'm like, oh, maybe she's seen the Hobbit movies. It's like, no, you haven't. It was just meant to be. This whole thing was meant to be. It was all forecasting. Yeah. It was all meant to be. It was written in the in the cards in the skies. In the stars, <laughs> Varda wrote it in the stars. Wait, is is Toriel just in the movies or in the just in the too? movies? She does oh, not okay. appear in the books. Okay. It was we need female representation in this mm. book because there is none. Uh. And so we get Toriel, played by Evangeline Lilly. Okay. Well, I guess we'll get there when we get to the movies. We'll get there when we get there. <laughs> uh, but yes, now we have Bilbo and the dwarves leaving the last homely house to cross over the treacherous misty mountains mm-hmm. uh, that act as a great kind of divide between the kind of more hospitable lands of the West and the more wild lands of the East. Um uh, specifically, these two regions that are kind of separated by the Misty Mountains are Eriador in the west and Ravanian in the east. I'm going to need and... another map for this. Yeah, I mean, so far you really only need the one in the book. I was going to say, I do have a map. <laughs> Tolkien's uh, map. Just When you look at that map, anything west of the Misty Mountains is Eriador. And everything east of that is Rovanian. Okay. And they're coming uh, in from? Uh, they're coming in from Rivendell. Okay. Uh, so if you look at the mountains and just follow and go up, it should be on the western side of the mountains. Gotcha. Rivendell should be there. But yeah, then they're going to cross over this high pass, I believe it's called. Let me check, let me check my map. Uh, okay, Rivendell. Yeah, and then they're just going to try to cross over the mountains directly west uh east i mean of rivendell so they immediately get going up into the mountains and bilbo is not having it <laughs> it sounds like quite the quite the trek there are storms there are uh where was there was a line here most of the paths were cheats and deceptions and led nowhere or to bad ends 
Exactly. Uh, it's it's cold. He's shivering. And There's probably no second breakfast. Sounds like a yes. party. Uh, it's 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 not the best time. <laughs> uh, but they eventually do find uh, like a cave in the middle of this storm as they're crossing over the mountains, and they check it out. It looks safe, nice and dry. Uh, they go on in. Uh, <laughs> Foreshadowing. Bilbo goes to bed, and they all turn in for the night, and he dreams of this crack in the wall opening, uh, which is actually kind of eerie, like yeah. kind of creepy, like this idea. It's like, uh, did you ever have this thing at night where you either needed the door all the way open or all the way closed mm, when you were in bed? Mine was closed. Okay, mine had to be closed as well. Yeah. Because I was always scared that I'd see something pass in front of exactly. my Exactly. Yeah, because it's always it always seems darker in the hallway than it is. So if you in close, you know no one's walking by. You don't have to yeah, worry if, about You out- are you are secure in your bedroom. Mm-hmm. And the same goes for closets. Closets need to be closed all the way. Mm-hmm. I can't have anything open. Yep. Granted, now my closets are completely open. I was gonna say we sleep with the door open boy. now, but we have a honey who will bark if there's any intruders, so we feel secure. <laughs> uh, I still close my door because I don't have honey. Uh... <laughs> All right, uh, so Bilbo dreams about this crack opening in the wall, uh, but then he realizes he's not dreaming. It's actually happening, and the ponies get dragged inside oh, this crack, and the dwarves quickly run in to try to save them. Uh, but by then it's too late, and as Bilbo kind of goes in after them, the crack closes behind them, and they've been caught by the goblins, who sing a little song about it. <laughs> and before we get to the song, uh, I love how, where's this line? Out jumped the goblins, big go- goblins, great ugly looking goblins, lots of goblins, before you could say rocks and blocks. Before you could say tinder and flint. I feel like uh, Tolkien's trying to make fetch happen. I don't know <laughs> if he brings it up again, but... Before like, oh. you, he does italicize them. Before oh. you could say rocks and blocks. Yeah. There were six each dwarf, at least, and two even for Bilbo. They were all grabbed and carried through the crack before you could say Tinder and Flint. But not Gandalf. I love how Gandalf <laughs> wakes up and just, like, brings a lightning down into the cave. And, like, several of the goblins just die. And he's like, yeet, I'm out. <laughs> As Gandalf does. As Gandalf tends to do. Uh, And then as they're marching them down, they sing a little song. Which is kind of a creepy song. Okay. Clap, snap, the black crack. Okay. Talk about my ass like that. It's (laughs) grip, grip, grab, pinch, nab. Hands to yourself, sir. Consent (laughs) only. And down, down to Goblin Town. Okay. Down, down to Goblin Town. You go, my lad. Clash, crash, crush, smash. Hammer and tongs, knocker and and gongs. Hey, did you see that lady at the club last night? (laughs) See her knocker and gongs? Oh, Lord. Pound, pound, far underground. No, now, now it just... Oh, oh, my lad. Now it just so, took Maybe on. this song is all about BDSM. Swish, smack, uh... whip, smack, whip, crack, patter and beat, yammer and bleat. God. No, now, yeah, now it's just... But then it, then it, it, it teases me with all this, like, <laughs> sadism. And masochism, quite but, kinky. But uh, then it, then it, and then it ruins it by going work, work. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, <laughs> damn it, I'm not horny anymore. Damn you, Tolkien. Uh... You had me going. <laughs> Below, my lad. Below, my lad. So this is the part where I learned that goblins sing too. Everyone oh, sings yes, in Tolkien's they... world. Everyone sings. I don't believe the orcs really sing very much in Lord of the Rings. I think Tolkien kind of took away that fun aspect of them. Yeah, I was surprised because singing just feels so like, I don't know, it implies like fun, culture. It's like hobbity. It's hobbity. Yeah. Dwarfish and stuff like that. But no, he he has the goblin. I guess because these goblins are kind of independent. 
while the orcs we see in Lord of the Rings are like slaves to Sauron. Mm. Now I'm so, very curious about goblin culture. I, honestly, though, Lord of the Rings does like humanize like the orcs sometimes. Hmm. Like there is an entire scene of like like Samwise just overhearing a conversation between two orcs, being like, "Remember the good old days when we weren't enslaved to the, the like the boss as they call him." Dang. And they're like, "Remember when we could just." raid and pillage as much as we wanted instead of what he wanted <laughs> it's like well now i want like it's bad but yeah a, a movie or a spinoff about an orc like rebelling kind of like a finn in the new star wars series yeah like becoming he's cognizant different. and i'm a different orc yeah <laughs> i'm not like the other orcs I want it. Give it to I'm me. Different. And then he starts singing a little song. Jeremy, the very different orc. Does he also have like the kind of emo haircut? Where yes, it's, like, exactly. Covering his early sm- like, to- MySpace Toby, days, like Toby Maguire in Spider-Man Three, with just like there that, we go. Like, We've casted it. Toby Maguire is playing Jeremy the orc. <laughs> Jeremy the very different orc. <laughs> Honestly, I think that'd be like almost like a fun little. Uh, illustrated children's book jeremy the very different orc and it teaches uh respect of differences between people Mm -hmm. like jeremy the very different orc is gay like you didn't think about that did you even the orcs respect gay orcs so therefore they just need to unionize honestly (laughs) they really just need to unionize these are the great ideas we bring to tolkien worlds so if anyone wants to sign us we're available Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're open and then okay and then Tolkien fucking comes along and fucking kills the ponies because he's like, I'm afraid that was the last <laughs> they ever saw of those excellent little ponies. And then he made, he mentions including a jolly, sturdy little white fellow that Elrond had lent to Gandalf. It's like, why you're you making do that. Me, why do you got to personalize the pony that you're like, oh, and the goblets fucking ate the ponies. If I've and learned like, anything from the Silmarillion, it's don't get attached to anyone because then they will die. Including the ponies. On, on the bright side, in Lord of the Rings, Tolkien almost makes up for this, I think, because he introduces a pony they have. Oh, is it Bill then, the Pony? Yeah, Bill the Pony, who you think dies. But then, like, at the Spoiler. end, he's like, oh, spoilers. He's yeah. there? Oh, no. Yeah, he's there. You know what? <laughs> Fuck it. I'm going to spoil Bill the Pony for you because it's well worth spoiling. Okay. Bill the Pony lives. Yay. You think he's dead for most of the books, but then they like come back to Rivendell and Elrond's Aww. like, yeah, no, I've been taking care of this Aww. pony. No, not Rivendell Bree. Uh, like the innkeeper there is like, oh, check out this pony. And, and Sam cries. Sam literally cries about it. Oh, little cinnamon roll Which, Sam. I, I guess that's like one of the big reasons maybe why you should like Samwise because he bursts into tears when he finds out his pony's okay. It's a little, little cinnamon roll. Um, I'm I'm glad I like how uh we kind of see uh the part of Tolkien that survived World War One, in that when he's talking about the goblins and the stuff they like to make, yeah, actually, uh, especially things that, that explode, line. yeah. It is not unlikely that they invented some of the machines that have been since troubled the world, especially the ingenious devices for killing large num- numbers of people at once. For wheels and engines and explosions always delighted them, and also not working with their own hands more than they could help. But in those days and those wild parts, they had not advanced, as it is called, so far. And yeah, it's it really does suck specifically. Where he 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 is saw mm-hmm. machines designed to kill large numbers of people at work, and so of course he kind of puts it in this where it's like no good human in their right mind could ever conceive of such weapons. Yeah, like it has to be goblins who created these fucking things. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, explosions delight me as well. <laughs> so, in a different way. <laughs> yes, in a different way. Non-lethal explosions are my favorite kind. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. He's very cognizant to point out. Now, goblins are cruel, wicked, and bad-hearted. They make mm. no beautiful things, but they make many clever ones. So pointing Which, out that they are brilliant, but like... Yeah, that they are very cunning and clever in that yeah. they can like create these things. But the, uh, they're very um, 
utilitarian in that the things they make aren't for beauty and aren't to be aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. I thought their These song guys... was beautiful, though. <laughs> their sexy, sexy song. <laughs> so, yeah, they're brought uh, in uh, because apparently the doors were trespassing on their front porch uh, or front stoop. Front porch. No, they call it their front porch. Yeah. Uh, which is so cute. <laughs> which, you know what? I'd be kind of upset if someone was just hanging around my front porch, too. I'd no be like, kids what allowed the fuck here. are you doing? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Get off my fucking front porch, man. But just that it was called that. Like, all caps. They're hanging out on the front porch. Mm-hmm. Just the way this, they, like, the great goblin, this king of the goblins, they bring him before. Can you see my annotation there? Shut up. Yeah. yeah shut up. <laughs> Against next, next to the front porch. Was that more of like a shut up or shut up? The second one. The second one? <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Their little cave is called the front porch. This is so freaking cute. Also, Jimmy. <laughs> the front porch. Also, uh, I should. I kind of want to be like the great goblin whenever I meet new people and be like, who are these miserable persons? Uh such a vibe yes. yeah he just sounds like he's like this old grandpa goblin who's like get off my front porch you kids get off my lawn but in a very american way he immediately thinks the worst of these goblins uh these uh dwarves i mean spying on private business of my people i guess thieves i shouldn't be surprised to learn murderers and friends of elves not unlikely actually should we do uh the oh you want to read through interaction yeah with, uh, we'll do that as our okay are you gonna thing. be the great goblin that, 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 that. oh of course i'll be the great goblin. <laughs> oh you think Excellent. i'm not gonna be the fucking great Excellent. goblin no you can be thorin oh i gotta prepare a thorin voice okay i'll just knock I'll my voice down a level who are these miserable persons said the great goblin Wives and this said one of the drivers, pulling at Bilbo's chain so that he fell forward onto his knees. We found them sheltering in our front porch. What do you mean by it? said the great goblin, turning to Thorin. Up to no good, I'll warrant. Spying on the private business of my people, I guess. Thieves, I shouldn't be surprised to learn. Murderers and elf friends, not unlikely. Come, what have you got to say? Thorin the dwarf at your service, he replied. It was merely a plight, nothing. Of the things which you suspect and imagine, we had no idea at all. We sheltered from a storm in what seemed a convenient cave and unused. Nothing was further from our thoughts than inconveniencing goblins in any way whatever. Um, said the great goblin. So you say, might I ask what you were doing up in the mountains at all, and where you were coming from, and where you were going to? In fact, I should like to know all about you. Not that it will do you much good, Thorin Oakenshield, I know too much about your folk already. But let's have the truth, or I will prepare something particularly uncomfortable for you. We were on a journey to visit our relatives, our nephews, our nieces, and first, second, and third cousins, and the other descendants of our grandfathers who live on the east side of these truly hospitable mountains, said Thorin, not quite knowing what to say all at once in a moment, when obviously the exact truth would not do at all. He is a liar, oh truly tremendous one, said one of the drivers. Several of our people were struck by lightning in the cave when we invited these creatures to come below. And there are dead as stones. Also, he has not explained this. He held out the sword which Thorin had worn, the sword which came from the troll's lair. The great goblin gave a truly awful howl of rage when he looked at it, and all his shoulders gnashed their teeth, clashed their shields, and stamped. They knew the sword at once. It had killed hundreds of goblins in its time, when the fair elves of Gondolin hunted them in the hills or did battle before their walls. They had called it Orcrist, Goblin Cleaver, but the goblins called it simply Biter. They hated it, and hated worse anyone that carried it. 
Murderers and elf friends, the great goblin shouted. Slash them, beat them, bite them, gnash them. Take them away to dark holes full of snakes and never let them see the light again. He was in such a rage that he jumped off his seat and himself rushed at Thorin with his mouth open. Just at that moment, all the lights in the cavern went out, and the great fire went off, poof, into a tower of blue glowing smoke right up to the roof that scattered piercing white sparks all among the goblins. Uh, so yeah, uh, after this kind of interrogation, uh, there's this kind of reveal of uh, Thorin owning a sword literally called uh, I believe it's called uh, the Goblin uh, Cleaver yeah where is it yeah yeah Orcrus the Goblin, Goblin Cleaver, Cleaver. so like... it's literally <laughs> it's literally the worst weapon you could bring if you're trying oops. not to offend the goblins oops and the this goblins is... called it simply Biter I also thought that was cute and then uh the the great goblin's about to literally bite off Thorin's head, uh. But Gandalf appears. He's really uh, good at that. Causing like some fireworks in the cave that sting the goblins, and then he cuts down uh, Goblin King, the great goblin, with Glamdring, his own sword, mm-hmm. uh, which is foe hammer. But the goblins simply call it beater and hate <laughs> it even more than Orcrus. Biter and beater at your service. Biter and beater. <laughs> <laughs> Biter and beater. I barely know her. Um, uh, sorry. Uh, but yeah. Uh, also, this is the one time they talk about Gandalf having a wand. Oh. It says then Gandalf lit up his wand. Hmm. Maybe it's just for a. He went for to aesthetic. <laughs> and then he became so powerful no. he didn't need a wand. I suppose, like, it is kind of like, they, wands were also, like, what were staffs were called. Hmm. But also, uh, this moment of, uh, Dory, the dwarf, uh, who is back by Bilbo, and he, like, makes sure, he, like, gets Bilbo on his, like, yes. shoulders to run with him, because Bilbo can't see very well in the dark. I wrote in all caps, cute. What a homie. So cute. Dory, gotta love Dory. <laughs> As they're running away from goblins. And so uh, Gandalf uh, takes them down a hall. Uh, and he makes sure that they're all there because there's so many of them. God, yeah. It's, he's and, like the um, the chaperone at a school field oh trip. He, he's trying to get them on the fucking bus. Yeah. He's like, okay, come on. Let's go. One, two, I'm, three. I'm not, Feely Keely, where are you? I'm not getting paid for this. Oh, my God. That's the next Gandalf, AU. the high school teacher. <laughs> oh. But, um, oh my god, yeah, they're like a sports team or something. And Gandalf is like, the, not the, yeah, I guess the coach. But yeah. Like, on the bus uh, to the next game. Come on, let's go, let's go. Also, I love his phrase right here, I should use it more often, of, well, well, it might be worse, and then again, it might be a good deal better. Uh, That's just very much a mood, a mood. for recent recent worldly events what what worldly events everything's fine everything anyway okay. back to middle earth <laughs> uh so yeah they get running down uh a tunnel uh but as they uh run dory is kind of carrying bilbo but one of the dwarves grabs dory by the ankle and trips him up and uh, he falls, and then Bilbo rolls off his shoulders and goes down a hole or something. He hits his head, and then he just doesn't know where he is anymore. And that's the end of the chapter. Damn. Any specific notes you'd like to uh, share with the class? Um, my my page isn't flipping. Flipping. <laughs> uh, I love this line. Why, oh, why did I ever bring a wretched little hobbit on a treasure hunt? <laughs> Shut like, up, Bomber. Loved front porch. <laughs> loved Love the goblins. Cute little song. Loved uh, rocks and blocks. Rocks That's and blocks. That's what I'm trying to make happen. Um, 
There was. Here, this line. The passages there were crossed and tangled in all directions, but the goblins knew their way, as well as you do to the nearest post office. Do you know where your nearest post office is? Yeah. I don't. <laughs> so I cannot well, how relate. How often do you go to the post office? Not, not very much, obviously. So I cannot relate to that line. I mean, it's back in the day when you sent letters more often, I guess. <laughs> um, this was my favorite quote from this chapter. I think, yeah, I think Thorne said it. Um, there is nothing like looking if you want to find something. <laughs> Wisdom right there. <laughs> Thank you, Thorne, for that God sage advice. It. <laughs> it's said so wisely, but at the end, it means absolutely <laughs> nothing. God. So that was my favorite quote there. Um, oh, the sky is blue, Thorin said. <laughs> and then I really like how Tolkien described this. This is in the very beginning of the chapter, um, when they're they're well, they're traveling through and things look grim. The nights were comfortless and chill, and they did not dare to sing or talk too loud, for the echoes were uncanny. And the silence seemed to dislike being broken, except by the noise of water and the wail of wind and the crack of stone. Yeah, I love when they personify things. Yes. Like silence. Like, silence doesn't like to be broken. That's... Shush. Yeah, I loved that. I was like, oh, that's a... That really tells you how kind of quiet and dreary and creepy it is. Yeah, to the point where you're like, I don't want to upset the silence, because yeah. who knows what the silence would do to me. The sound of silence. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> That's the backing, backing soundtrack uh, to this chapter. Simon and Garfunkel are in like a cave just over. <laughs> Playing on the back porch. <laughs> oh, I could totally see Simon being like a dwarf and Garfunkel being like an elf. I love it. They got, they got the build. They're now in the Middle Earth world, like how Imagine Dragons was in the Arcane world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Those were my those were my underlined quotes that I enjoyed. Did you know the Beatles almost were in Lord of the Rings? What? The Beatles wanted to be part of a production of Lord of the Rings. Oh man! With like Paul as like Frodo, I think. I forget who all was playing who. Yeah. But I do know that Tolkien did not like the Beatles. Oh, and no. was like, absolutely not. <laughs> he was like, over my dead body, and then proceeded to die Wait. in 1970s. <laughs> <laughs> and then he still, they respected his wish, and they didn't have the Beatles in it. Well, I think everyone also just came to the idea of, this is going to suck. <laughs> Wait, Tolkien is British English, yeah? Yeah. And he didn't like the Beatles? Well, the Beatles were like their he shit. He was born in the 1800s. So when the Beatles were coming mm, up, they were too radical for sorry, him. Sorry, sorry he wasn't a tween girl in the 1960s. <laughs> he was actually Come a 60 something year old man. I guess. Uh, okay, I got I think I have the actual information here from uh, the Beatles of him loving yeah, the, Beatles, the Beatles, of him singing um, Eleanor Rigby, "Strawberry Fields Forever." Okay, so the Beatles they wanted to be uh, they wanted uh, Stanley Kubrick uh, to yeah Stanley Kubrick to direct it. I don't know who that is. Should I know who that is? Do you know The Shining? I have heard of it. I don't okay, watch scary movies. He, he directed The Shining. Oh, dang. Uh, oh, man. I gotta see who would play who. Okay. So, Paul McCartney would play Frodo. This sounds like a fan cast. <laughs> okay, but this is what the Beatles wanted to do. Paul McCartney would play Frodo. John Lennon would play Gollum. <laughs> <laughs> George Harrison would play Gandalf. Okay. And okay. Ringo would play Sam. Okay. I guess. And they wanted Stanley Kubrick to direct him. Wow. And I believe they reached out to Tolkien to buy it for like a large sum of money. And Tolkien was like, 
you could it's impossible for you to pay me to ever let this fucking happen oh and i think when he died like he told his estate like don't let the beatles anywhere fucking near my books this is the one thing you cannot do (laughs) yeah which i don't know it sounds very cursed but there's a little part of me that's like I I I, 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 I just, I'd, I'd get I'd get drunk and watch it. It could be like a cult classic, just one of those things that are just so far off. They're so that it's bad, great. They're good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the next so, like, Sharknado. Weird and stupid <laughs> that you're like, not bad. Yeah, it could have it could totally have fit in with Rocky Horror, Sharknado, Twilight. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Good uh, stuff. Yes. This was a fun chapter. Uh, <laughs> Short and sweet. What do we have next? You said you were excited for this next one. Next one is Riddles in the Dark, where we first meet Gollum. Oh, I've heard of this creature. Yes, and I, I, I can't wait to do my Gollum. I can't wait to inter- I can't wait to play out our uh, cover art. Oh man! Because that's what our cover art is. Oh. Basically, it's Bilbo and Gollum, except you're Bilbo and I'm Gollum. Is this where Bilbo is going to get the ring? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm excited. All right, chapter five. Riddles in the dark. In the dark. Yes. I think that's everything for this chapter, though. I think that's good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Well, on ending on that good stuff. Uh, <laughs> on thank that good you, shit. everyone, for listening to our shit. Uh, as always, special thanks, uh, Jack hook for composing our opening and closing music and special thanks of course to wool for illustrating our cover art and special thanks to our patrons our lovely Uh, patrons oh there's there's like there's more now hold on oh there's more now there's more i have to make sure i get them all let me pull it up i got it i have the app on my phone this makes me hope that at some point, like, we don't become too popular, <laughs> that we have, like, a limited number of patrons so that we could keep, like, reeling off their names. We'll just do, like, a handful every, like, every episode. Like, this one goes out, too. But for for this episode, shout out to David, Evelyn, Phoebe, Esper Lady, and Ethan. Hey! Y'all the best! Thank you guys for supporting us, and thank you guys for listening. Uh, we love doing this for you guys, and again, thanks for listening to our show. Da da da.